I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 169 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that is coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, we are taking a little trip across the pond today to bring you a very awesome guest from a place where First Class Fatherhood is becoming more and more popular, and that is in the U.K., I'd like to say thank you to all of my European listeners out there. And if you're following me over on social media, you'll see that I posted a nice write-up done by FQ, the Essential Dad magazine over in the UK. That was so cool to see. I've also hit the top 100 charts on iTunes in the UK as well. So I know today's guest will especially be enjoyed by you guys over there. I have a father with me today who has been a two-time Britain's Strongest Man winner. Scott Reed will be joining me here in just a few minutes. So please stick around for the interview. The feedback has been pouring in from yesterday's podcast, which featured skateboarding icon Tony Hawk. So if you missed it, all you got to do is flip it back one episode to 168 and take a listen. Tony Hawk was very well spoken about his fatherhood experience and dropped some great advice. Tomorrow on the show will be an Iraqi hero who served hundreds of missions with the United States Navy SEALs as their interpreter. Riyadh Al-Almadi, better known by his codename Johnny Walker, will be joining me here. Thursday, I'll be joined by real estate empire maker Grant Cardone, who sells out stadiums with his 10 times growth conferences. And Friday will be a Frogman Friday edition of First Class Fatherhood with former Navy SEAL David Rutherford. So please lock it in for all of that. And last week on Friday, I was fortunate enough to chaperone my son's seventh grade class trip to the Liberty Science Center in Jersey City, and we had a blast. They had a really cool Sherlock Holmes exhibit, and along with having a little mystery to solve, it showcased many handwritten poems and stories uh, that were written by Sir Arthur Colin Doyle, so that really fits in with today's theme. I think I perhaps enjoyed it a bit more than the kids did, uh, but as for chaperoning the trip, I know many of you dads out there take part in this as well. I was responsible for a group of eight children who were very well behaved, so it made the whole experience a real pleasure for me. I do understand that it can get overwhelming, especially if you are tasked with watching a bunch of kids who are just dead set on not listening. But I have to say that my son's seventh grade class was far better behaved than my seventh grade class was when I was a kid. We were actually thrown out of the Liberty Bell in Philadelphia back in the day, and I think the school was actually banned from future class trips there. So uh, God bless the parents that chaperoned us. Uh, But enough of that. Please don't forget, if you are enjoying this podcast, hit me with a rating or a review wherever you are tuning in, whether that be on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever. Just drop me a rating, a like, a review, some kind of acknowledgement there. It all goes a long way to help me out. And do me a favor and share this podcast with every father in your contact list or in your neighborhood. Let them know about what's going on here. Fatherhood rocks. Family values rule. And every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to jump right into the action now with two-time Britain's Strongest Man, Scott Reed. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. I cannot say thank you enough to all the listeners out there. You will hear a word from my sponsors in the middle of today's interview. If you would like to help me make First Class Fatherhood ad-free, please consider becoming a supporter of the podcast by hitting the link in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, and joining me now is a first-class father. He is the CEO of Focus Performance. 
He has twice been named Britain's Strongest Man. He is an expert in strength and conditioning, and he coaches professional athletes, MMA athletes, and other strongmen competitors. It is a big privilege for me to say, Scott Reed, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. It's a pleasure to be here. All right, here we go. How many kids do you have, and how old are they? Um, I've got three kids. I've got um, my oldest um, is called Jake. He's 16, but he's from a, a previous relationship, so he lives with his mum. I've got two. Um, I've got a, a, a boy and a girl. They're six and four. Shay's um, six, and uh, Isla is four. So I've got three kids. Very cool. What type of uh, sports or activities are they into? Well, um, all, all the kids, including the, the baby girl, um, she did her first jiu-jitsu class last week. So all, all of them um, all, um, participate in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Um, uh, Isla, the little girl, does ballet, and Shay, um, he also boxes as well now at six. I got him starting boxing early. Um, the eldest one, um, um, Jake, he, he's not quite so athletically inclined. So I ushered him down the route of Brazilian jiu-jitsu, which has been good because he's, he's very tall. He's six foot four already. So he, he's, he's, he's uh, training with the men, which um, is making him grow up really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, Scott, please take a minute here just to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Okay, so currently I run my own uh, sports supplements um, company called Focus Performance. But how it all started was um, when I was younger, younger, I played high-level soccer. So I played soccer at pro level um, in my teens until my late teens and kind of then then transitioned into strength sports, uh, Olympic lifting, powerlifting and strongman. Um, it turned out I had quite a talent for strongman and I ended up winning Britain's Strongest Man twice and then spent quite a few years touring the world, uh, competing at, at international level. Um, all over Scandinavia, Russia, um, uh, America, China for the world championships. Um, so, so I, I gained a wealth of knowledge from different cultures, how they approach strength and conditioning. And now I kind of pass that knowledge on to my customers um, and the people I coach as well, and my family, of course. Yeah, and with Focus Performance, Scott, you deal with a variety of supplements, and many parents, dads in particular, uh, struggle with being able to stay in shape, and the most common excuse is that they don't have enough time, and a lot of us guys are looking for that uh, supplement that will give us the results, even though we aren't hitting the gym as often as we should be, so what type of supplements do you recommend for a dad who's always on the go but wants to stay healthy? Um, to be honest, they're probably not the conventional ones. Um, I'll give you a little bit, a bit of a backstory here. So when I can finish competing at strong, strongman, it was ex- like exceptionally taxing on my body. Um, I was pushing, 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 eating seven thousand plus calories a day. Most of it was good food, but my body hit a wall, um, and I ended up with chronic fatigue. Now the, the the standard healthcare system really doesn't have any answer for that. So I went back to basics. I did like an elimination diet and basically uh, started eating paleo, um, but strict paleo. So not paleo pastries, actually, you know, vegetables, good fats, um, organic meat. And then from there, I kind of looked around at kind of supplements that could help. And I bumped into um, a group of supplements called adaptogens. Um, so they're like cordyceps mushroom, rhodiola, um, um, ashwagandha stuff like that and i kind of put together my own formula um it turned out then that i i I networked with a guy who was a specialist in this field and we ended up developing a couple of bespoke supplements just for myself um which actually helped cure my chronic fatigue along with the um 
uh, along with the paleo diet. So um, I would recommend kind of some adaptogens like cordyceps mushroom, ashwagandha, especially for men. So ashwagandha helps regulate stress hormones. It also helps optimize testosterone levels um, within normal ranges, um, <coughs> um, lower cholesterol, stuff like that. Cordyceps gives you extra energy and helps you with uh, cardiovascular help. So if, if you're not training and you can't get in the gym every day, something like that is going to help you with health and longevity moving forward. Um, rather than just uh, sticking, say, a whey protein in your body, which you're not going to use or utilize and you won't need. Well said. That's some great advice right there. And how about, Scott, how do you handle health and nutrition with your kids? I mean, I know for a lot of parents, especially with today's fast-moving, hurry-up-and-get-the-kids-out-the-door type of world that we live in, it's hard to kind of get our kids in the habit of eating healthy and taking care of their bodies. So um, how do you kind of handle health and nutrition with your kids? Um Obviously, I, I, I try and keep them physically active, but they've always done after school clubs and, and, and they sort of uh, training or compete in sports. Um, we try not to have too many unhealthy snacks in the house, but I don't want to be dogmatic about that. Otherwise, as soon as they get somewhere where there are healthy snacks or fizzy drinks, they just um, they go to town and make themselves sick. So the way I approach it is we don't have any soda in the house, uh, any sugary drinks. It would either be some squash or fizzy water um, that they drink. And um, I'm quite lucky because both of the children um, love steak. So th th they would eat kind of um, um, j just some meat, s some vegetables, some steak. Um, but they are, allowed, they are allowed an ice cream. They are allowed a snack. But I don't make that the main focus of their diet. The main focus of their diet would be unprocessed foods. Um, and they kind of... It's not always to, easy to get them to eat that, but kind of boys tend to always like steak. So if if, if Shay will ask for a steak, I'll, I'll give him a steak rather than um, you know rather than some processed food, as it were. Yeah, I am a big steak lover myself. Um, now, as mentioned here, Scott, you are a two-time winner of Britain's Strongest Man, and you have been in high-level competitions all over the world. And I guess I understand training at that level when you do the competition, and, and that type of stuff is on the line. But for a lot of dads who aren't involved with any type of competition and, and don't necessarily have any particular goal in mind, like any MMA tournament or something like that to challenge them, um, it, it's quite difficult to stay motivated day in and day out. So how do you kind of get guys motivated to stay the course and get healthy uh, when there's really uh, nothing tangible on the line? Um, part of it is like leading by example myself. Um, I wouldn't expect someone to listen to me if, if I didn't walk the walk and I didn't live that life myself. So part of the way I, I motivate other dads and um, people in general to keep fit and healthy and include strength training or some sort of martial art in their daily life is to, like I said, lead by example. I live that life. I get up at 5am every day so I can be in the gym by 6. I'm kind of done and out the gym by 7.30. So my day starts then and I've already got in my, my strength and conditioning. I've got in like um, a small amount of meditation because I, I, I take a, a quick sauna and then a, a, an ice bath or a really cold shower straight after training. Um, I get that in at the beginning of the day. As far as I'm concerned, I've won the day then. The day can go as terribly as it wants, but I've still got that winning. And the, the way I also help um, try and um, articulate to, this to them, how it's important, is it, it, it kind of it translates into every aspect of your life. It makes you a more confident person. It, it, it makes people approach you in a different way and look upon you in a different light so you can control difficult situations or, or just in, it, it influence a conversation in a different way. You, um, it, 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 
it kind of does just overflow into every aspect of your, every aspect of your life if you include physical activity in your daily routine and that's how i kind of try and pass it across to the people that just can't get motivated to do it 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 genuinely has changed my life and i know everybody that kind of embraces it and starts adding it into their daily routine it completely changes their lives as well for the better yeah that's a great philosophy scott Okay, it is time to get an important word from our sponsors and then back with more with Scott Reed. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. We are all about creating good humans, right? But if you're finding your kids are more interested in listening to cartoon characters than you, the parent, here's a great way to get your kids thinking about what good behavior really is. The SirDap Game Show app is so much fun for kids 5 to 8 who are challenged to figure out what's polite or rude, who left a mess, or what's right for the environment, while absorbing good messages about how their behavior can affect others. Check out SirDap.com to learn more. That's S-I-R-D-A-P-P.com. And I'm not sure how it is over there with the technology, but kids in the States here, we are consumed with YouTube, video games, and the whole bit. So how do you kind of handle the technology time, TV time, and all that with your kids? Okay, so TV time, we would watch a movie together. Um, The kids don't have TVs in their room. Um, They do have phones with no SIM cards. They kind of use them like an iPad. But um, we kind of try and limit the times they use them. So if we're out and about then we're out and about as a family. Um, they, don't, they don't have their, their, their technology on them. Uh, they will either be left in the car or, or left at home. Um, for travelling, they're, they're useful as well. Um, but pe- people try and... You see so many people using them as a babysitter when you should be kind of interacting with your kids and, um, uh, and, and tr- trying to get them interested in, in, like, country walks and, like we say, physical exercise. Um, you find that the kids are completely different when they haven't got an iPad or a phone stuck to their face. They start drawing. They start wanting to play outside with the football. Um, I think you really need to be quite, not strict, but you need to be very cognizant about how much time your children spend on these devices. Um, We've never had the kids with computer games. Luckily, when I was younger, um, my oldest son, Jake, he had a PlayStation and it got to the point they get so frustrated with with this silly computer game. You know, they smash the controllers that they get really upset. And I'm like, I'm not doing this again. Like this time round, I've learned my lesson. We're going to like engage the children, play with them, even if it's just silly, like you know, like uh, like wrestling with them rather than them them being on this computer. Um, and it, it's paid dividends in in, in how, how the kids have developed. To be honest. Yeah, very cool. It is a challenge for many of us, for sure. Um, how old were you, Scott, when you first became a father, and how did becoming a dad change your perspective on life? Um, I was 25. Yeah, 25. Um, and um, let's put it this way. I'd never wore a seatbelt in my life <laughs> until until my son was born. And then, uh, uh, it's not just about me anymore. I better wear that seatbelt. Uh, it, it changed a lot of things. It, it, it kind of a lot of people say, oh, it completely changes your life, this and that. Well, it does to a certain extent because there's someone that relies on you and um, that's your blood and you, you want to support them. You want the best things for them in life. But you shouldn't let it control your life. You should still be you should still be true to who you are and, and, and try and achieve as 
achieve things as highly as you can so that you can lead by example for your children show them a decent path through life and obviously then advise them on, on the as they grow on the best course of action when difficult situations arise um it, it changed me as a person it made me think much more rather than tomorrow about um knuckling down and sort of self-development and in making myself the best version of be, of me i can be so so i can be an example to my children moving forward yeah, very well said. And that's a pretty big age gap right there. And plus, you know, a separate relationship on top of it. So what were some of the challenges of being out of that newborn diaper scene for a while and then all of a sudden being thrust back into it again? Um, yeah, it, it, it was a big culture shock going back to having um, little, uh, young children again. Um, but you have no choice but to adapt and overcome, do you? And then you, you like, I've always, always embraced it. I, I love my kids and I definitely don't live vicariously through them, but I've made so many mistakes and I, I had a pretty hard upbringing myself that I don't want to protect them from that. Hence why I've got them involved in combat sports. Um, so, so they know the realities of the world. Um, and the reason I, I, that, that Shay's in two different gyms is the environment in a jiu-jitsu gym is very kind of, although it's not traditional martial arts, it's very respectful. The boxing gym is a completely different vibe. It kind of teaches them, they're around different kids and it teaches them to be on their toes a bit more and, and to deal with uh, difficult social situations. Um, because they're very different environments. Yeah, and that Brazilian jiu-jitsu has really skyrocketed in the last decade or so here. Um, how long have you been training Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and what benefits have you seen with it in regards to having your kids being involved with it? Um, it teaches you respect and humility. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm not a small guy. Um, so um, when someone that weighs five stone less than me can tap me out ten times in five minutes, it, um, it makes you think, ah, there's something to this sport. Um, it gets you it gets you prepared so i've been training since um even when i was competing in strongman so since about 2004 on and off but then when strongman really ramped up and i started to become successful i had to be very careful about who i rolled with how much time i spent doing bjj or mma because of the injury risk um i was competing at a high level i didn't want to get injured um and i certainly didn't want to lose lose a competition because I damaged an elbow rolling earlier in the week. So I kind of did it, did it out of camp and, and, and just when I could. Um, it's very important for the kids to learn physical contact so that if someone was to grab them, they're not scared. They stay calm, ca um, calculated, and they know how to deal with the situation. Um, it's not necessarily about being able to fight that person, but being able to escape. In this day and age, a lot of people carry weapons. Um, your best course of action is to run. But if someone grabs you, you can't always do that. Brazilian jiu-jitsu teaches, especially girls, physical contact so they don't get shocked, they don't freeze, and they can protect themselves. Um, and I think it's been proven without doubt now that it is the most effective form of martial art because you can, you can spar at full power all the time without risk of injury You know, to, to too much of an extent. So that's kind of why I chose that sport and um, some of the benefits I've gained from it or I see for my children training in, in that sport. Very cool. And what has the transition been like for you, Scott? Uh, you know, having the two boys being into all the Brazilian jiu-jitsu and then having the girl and hitting that ballet scene. Uh, what has that been like for you? Um, I'm definitely the odd one out um, um, sitting there watching the ballet. Let's put it that way. Um, <laughs> uh, my daughter loves it, but she's always always gone along and watched Shay's classes. Um, so, like I said, she, she, she joined in the actual Brazilian jiu-jitsu for the first time the other night. Um, 
but she's always been around doing the warm-up with them. So it's, it's been very good for her confidence. The ballet, girls and boys are fundamentally different. I, I know there's a huge debate these days with the, the kind of um, um, you know non-specific gender pronouns and all this stuff that gets thrown around. But if you put a group of boys in a room and a group of girls in the room and two different sets of toys, they gravitate to, to opposite sides of the room apart from the odd one you know that that, that that they are very different and and she she, lo- she loves ballet but she also loves a rough and tumble as well so it, i think it's been good for her to to grow up around around both for both elements really yeah scott i think most dads are sick and tired of all the political correctness when it comes to the gender issue um i think they're a bit surprised and just fed up with the whole conversation about gender i mean it's gotten to the point here where you have some parents forcing sex changes on their kids i mean pretty alarming stuff but um yes i've had three boys and then a girl i do parent them differently and it's been really refreshing for me to see the other side of the game and get the privilege to be the father of a little girl um, but you have had a lot of success and accomplishments in your life. What kind of goals and plans do you have for the future? What's next for Scott Reed? Well, at the moment, we're kind of building um, uh, a leadership and self-development company. We're going to run uh, seminars, weekend camps. So kind of my goals now are to pass on the knowledge and all of the hard knocks I've taken. I want to be able to pass that information on to other people. So we're kind of build a, building a team of people now, kind of around, um, we've got a few ex-Special Forces guys that are involved in uh, uh, in TV in the UK, myself, um, some high-end strength and conditioning coaches along with me. And we're going to put together a program to help people like businessmen or everyday people that want, want to achieve to the next level, whether it be mindset, physical activity. And we're, we're going to run these like uh, weekend workshops and seminars to help them do that. That's kind of my goal. I want to positively positively um, impact and influence the next generation and my peers around me uh, to you know basically grab grab life by the shirt and get what you can out of it make the most of every day because we're only here once well debatedly but we are only here <laughs> once so you know you, you've got to make the most of every single day and, and give the most back you can to people that's awesome. All right, Scott, last thing I'm going to hit you with here. I'd love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Don't think you know everything and, and try and learn from other, other people's mistakes. Now, you will always parent in your own way, but everyone's made the, everybody has made the mistakes you're going to make before. So it's a bit like life in general. Take the information that's already out there and learn from learn from those mistakes and, and and participate with your children you know play sports with them get them involved in sports um nutrition is really important for kids if you get if, if you get the fundamentals right then you're, you're going to be a, a much better father but the, the main point point i would say is be actively involved you know engage your children um that's probably the best the best advice i could give Very well said. I love the advice. This has been a pleasure for me. And I got to say, Scott Reed, thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on First Class Fatherhood. Yeah, it's been a pleasure for me as well. Thank you very much, Alec. Okay, back with a couple of closing thoughts in just a second here. (laughs) 
back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Scott Reed for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM over on Instagram. I always love to read your feedback. And then lock it in. I got a very special guest to bring you guys tomorrow, an Iraqi hero who served hundreds of missions with the U.S. Navy SEALs. He's got an incredible book out. If you haven't read it, I highly suggest you pick up a copy. It is titled Codename Johnny Walker, and I'm talking about Riyad Al-Almadi. He will be here with me tomorrow, so I'm very excited about that. Lock it in. Also later in the week, Grant Cardone, and we're finishing off strong with a frogman, David Rutherford. So that's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood, and please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers, and we're not just fathers. We are first-class fathers. <laughs>